you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to GMFB. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. Lots of fun happened on the other side of the country last night, so we'll get to that. It's Tuesday, October 5th. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brent here as always with our brother from Good Morning Football Weekend, Michael Peace. Robinson here. What's up, dude? Thanks for thanks. We are. Penn State, man. man. Come on. I'm ready for Iowa this week. Don't get me started. I'm ready. Three verse number four. I'm ready for Iowa this week. Let's get it. You're a Super Bowl champ who wants to talk Austin Eckler. And we will (laughs) hear on the show as we've got the lead block and highlights from the Chargers and Raiders matchup last night. Let's hear from Justin Herbert, who's got kind of a Steve Belichick type look going here, saying we wouldn't have won this last year. one of those games that you know we might not have won last year uh, but it's great to see from the defense going out there and and holding them down and uh, the offense going down and scoring and Um, I think it's huge because you know we bounced back after a big win against Kansas City last week Um, but you know it's always about the next week it's always about the next opportunity and uh, you know we play an incredible Browns team next week and and it's all about them and so we're going to enjoy this one for a little bit but uh, show up to work tomorrow and get watching the film. It was noisy from the Raider fans in the building, of course. Early, noisy, but then Justin Herbert said, no, 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 this is my house. Peter, what did you make of the Chargers handing the Raiders their first loss of the season under the bright lights and the lightning of Monday Night Football? This isn't our typical Chargers team. That's what I got from this, and they're not coached like a Chargers team is typically coached. They are living free, and they are willing to just let it all out there. They're up 21-0. The Raiders come right back, and you start thinking, okay, here we go. And this is what we do. We're the Chargers. 21-0. I love how decisive Brandon Staley is. Last week, he went for it on a fourth and nine in Kansas City. Last night, with the game feeling like it might be slipping away, they fail on third down. He says, no, 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 send the guys right back out there. I trust our quarterback. I trust our offense. You're going to keep doing this? It was, I, it's working. <laughs> I mean, I wonder you know, if it burns them. It's Who knows, working. But it is working. It's You're working. Right. It and the, the defense is playing really well as well, and we can go into those numbers later in the show. But the fact that they're playing and saying, 
you're going to have to get us off the field. We're not going to take go. ourselves off the field. It says a lot. It's a new Chargers team. Let's embrace it. It's a new Chargers team, and I think they have all the confidence in the world in their quarterback. That's why you go for it on fourth and nine. That's why you take the chances on fourth mm-hmm. down. This guy, uh, Justin Herbert, is surgical in his approach to throwing mm-hmm. the football. But I think you can be that when you have a, a part of the football, a part of your game, a part of your team that you can lean on. And they lean on this run game. Austin Eckler was amazing last night, and it's because that offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. He took it outside. He took it between the tackles. He's, he, he runs with natural leverage. I don't mean to talk about him being short, but he runs with natural leverage, yes. which gives him an advantage in the run game. Running behind this big offensive line, I saw Justin Herbert under center more. I mean, when this guy was coming out of college in the combine, I remember making a comment during the combine saying, I'm not so sure this guy's going to be able to go in the center mm. because he hadn't done it that much at Oregon. He gets under center. He's able to, to they, they're able to run the ball with him under center, and that's what makes this team deadly, man. I mean, they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They got after uh, Derek Carr. If they could continue to do this, who's going to beat them in the AFC They're really good. Who's going to beat them? They're really good. (laughs) I found out something last night about Eckler I didn't know. Steve Levy said on the broadcast, his nickname is Pound for Pound. Because mm-hmm. they believe he's the strongest player in the league, he looks pound like for him. pound. He is so strong and so good. Both of these teams are really good. Like there, I don't really think I take away like ah, the Raiders don't have it. The Chargers, they're both really good. And the storylines, the Chargers didn't fold. Mm-hmm. And also, when the Raiders got down twenty-one or nothing, they didn't, they didn't go and die either. either. They yeah. fought. Like they both have fight. And speaking of fight, um, there was an awesome quote last night. If you love the rivalry, take a look. Joey Bosa had to say after the game about the Raiders quarterback. <clears throat> We knew once we hit him a few times, he gets really shook. And you saw that on Covington's sack. He was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. Great dude, great player. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down. Joseph Bosa. This is the Chargers pass rusher on the Raiders quarterback, who was the MVP frontrunner going into last night. And this has every single bit of scar tissue and muscle memory from decades of Chargers Raiders. Mm. Put him in Oakland, put him in L.A., put him in Vegas, wherever you want. That is still there. Those are major, major fighting words. Let me translate that. He's nervous and gets happy feet when you hit him. And you know what? There's a lot of report about Carr over the year about maybe he's soft. I don't believe that. But apparently the Chargers do. And uh, he did curl up on that Covington sack. And he did get ready for the hit. And next time they play, remember that quote because Bosa will be a marked man. I mean, that, that is what we show up for. But most of your quarterbacks that aren't movers, that aren't runners, they get shook when mm. they get hit in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get what he's saying, but you could say that about a lot of our quarterbacks. Is there something about Derek Carr specifically that sort of gives off that energy? Uh-huh. Don't get me started on okay. it, but uh, I, 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 do, I, I do think that teams, that's, a, that, that's something that they game plan about. Mm-hmm. Hit them. Even if you get a little bit of a 15-yard penalty, Hit him. make them think about it later the on. The reason I know that the Chargers are a different team is that even when, you know, they, even when a team beats a team on a, on a big primetime game, somebody at the table in the morning wants to talk about the other squad. And we'll get to the Raiders, of course. Yeah. But unanimously at the uh, breakfast table this morning, at the in the meeting, <laughs> everyone said, no, I want to talk Eckler. No, I want to talk Staley. Everyone wanted to pick their different lane to go on, which means it's complete. It's also the front office and getting Rayshon Slater, Absolutely. of course, to draft him. What a value Absolutely. he was. Uh, what they did on defense, we haven't even gotten into. Derwin James being back and healthy and being a dominant force. Mm-hmm. But to me, the, you know, you could, he could not have played a better first half, Justin Herbert. Three touchdowns, 174 yards in the first half. It was insane. Surgical, as you said. But in the second quarter, uh, second, or second half, rather, when the Raiders were trying to make some sort of run or something happen, Michael, I was like, usually that's when I'm sort of waiting for my the team that I, like five years ago, I've been going through this heartbreak and these roller coasters. 
they're going to collapse. They're going to, or they're going to make it interesting. They're going to give me a heart attack. They're going right. to take years off my life. I didn't have that thought for a second because of Justin Herbert, which is a very new sort of uh, enterprise for me. Well, again, he's big in stature. He's, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't say a whole lot. He has a big arm. And then I like to see how his teammates react to him when he does something great. Okay. Right? When, when, when Justin Herbert makes a big pass, when he threw some of those touchdowns, look at the sideline. Look at how the guys want to rally around him. He's the true leader for that team, and I think if this team continues to grow, mm-hmm. they learn how to win the tight games like, we, like we're starting to see him do it. Again, like I just said before, mm-hmm. who's going to beat him in the AFC West? Mm-hmm. And I'm including Kansas City in including that conversation Kansas. Well, well, they've got the Browns up next, so Strikes, you can speak to this. Like He keeps, he looks like he's getting better and better every week, and this team is, but it's been big games. Like, I'm not used to the Chargers also Two big games. <laughs> games one after the other. At Arrowhead and then to beat the Raiders and now Cleveland like you go through this stretch with yeah. three wins okay. I'm not here for the normalization of Justin Herbert. There's this sense of like the young quarterbacks are so good now. It's, he's different. No, he's different. This is not normal. Yes. Yeah. Look at Lawrence and Fields and Wilson and all these guys now like Herbert didn't look like that. This, this is not normal and do not be spoiled by this. He's special. Is there one thing that changed your mind from your whole offseason spiel of why are we giving him a gold jacket? He had one rookie of the year like you weren't <laughs> sold. You had to be yeah. sold. What was that selling? Point. He won an arrowhead. He beat Mahomes yeah. in arrowhead, and then this was the letdown week. Mm-hmm. And they're 21 0, and then they're going to blow the lead. Like, this guy, his pulse is like this, and he is so poised. I think they win an arrowhead, and now they beat the Raiders in the Raiders stadium. This guy's awesome. He's Chargers awesome. Brown's going to be really interesting. More on this Joe game, more on working. the AFC. Mm, well, I'm sure Chiefs guy. fans tweeting my friend Michael Robinson. Hey, I say they beat him fair and square. And hello to Tom <laughs> Pelissero. He is joining us right now. The Niners are facing the NFL's only undefeated team, the Arizona Cardinals. There's some going on, of course, on Sunday, week five slate. What uh, is the latest on the injuries at San Francisco? Perennial is dealing with, but not usually at the quarterback spot. Jimmy Garoppolo, what's going on? Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's calf injury might not be as bad as Jimmy G himself originally thought. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan told reporters on Monday that it's really more of a bruise or a contusion on his calf as opposed to a muscle strain. So Garoppolo is still sore at this point, but the hope is that he progresses enough that when they reevaluate him on Wednesday, he will have improved and have a good chance to play this week against Arizona. Now, Garoppolo could not really push off that calf after he got injured early this past week in a loss to the Seahawks and ended up giving way to rookie Trey Lance. If Jimmy can go this week, that would delay the starting debut of Lance as they take on those Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Meanwhile, the 49ers do need a new kicker. Robbie Gold expected to miss three to five weeks with that groin strain that he suffered in pregame warm-up, so it will be an old-fashioned kicker derby K with several coming in for tryouts this week. Kicking real important, as we've seen through four weeks of NFL action. Thanks so much. We're looking full steam ahead to... Thursday Night Football 2, Week 5 action. Thank you so much, Tom. A special Sunday morning, though, to tell you about right here on NFL Network. We're here for NFL's return to London. Zach Wilson, the Jets looking to take flight. Matt Ryan and the Falcons, they want to light up the skies over in London. It's Jets-Falcons. Wake up with football across the pond. I'm sure all of our friends at NFL UK, Sky Sports, excited about this one. But so are we. Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. What's better than waking up? to football right here on NFL Network. We have a big show today. Scott Pioli, James Bradbury joining the program. Cool plays, bro. And angry runs on the way. We have some drama at the end of the Ravens-Broncos game. Are we okay with this? We'll hear both sides.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It is we in or we out. Let's set the stage for you here. Ravens are already winning by 16, and they decide to run the ball. What that did was it broke a record or keep their 100-yard rushing streak alive. Now, remember, they were up 16 with three seconds left and decided to run the ball instead of just taking a knee. Okay, there's sportsmanship involved. There's player safety involved. Here's what Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, who, by the way, worked for John Harbaugh in Baltimore in the mid-2000s, had to say about this decision to run the ball up 16 with three seconds left. Yeah, I thought it was kind of but I expected it from them. You know, I've 37 years in pro ball, I've never seen anything like that. So, but it was to be expected and we expected it. Why did you expect it from them? Because I just know how they operate. You know, they, that's just their, 
you know, mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. We didn't expect to get the ball back, you know, but I'd already decided, we decided that if we got the ball back, we were going to try to get the yards. And we got it back with three seconds left. So you're throwing the ball in the end zone with 10 seconds left. I don't know that there's a 16-point touchdown that's going to be possible right there. So, you know, that didn't have anything to do with winning the game. So, like I said, what's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them, and we're not going to concern ourselves with that. <laughs> All right, we got some Great reactions job. to the table already. <laughs> the Ravens have now tied that record, which I didn't know existed. 43 consecutive games of 100 rushing yards or more. It means something to them. So let's play we in or we out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the statement. You guys tell me if you are in with it. It means you agree or you're out. You disagree. So the statement is this. The Ravens did nothing wrong by running that final play. Mike Robinson, we'll start with you. We in or we out? Um... I'm in. I guess that means I agree that they did Correct. nothing wrong, yes. right? That's what think, that means. I think. Yeah. Uh, this is football, okay? The, the goal of the defense is to stop the offense yeah. from pushing, you know, from moving the football. If it's time on the clock, I could do whatever the hell I want to uh, when I have the football. And I don't get this player safety thing. We're playing a contact sport. We're playing football. It's not like they did a bunch of crackbacks or a certain screen that, you know, created some illegal blocks. They just ran a quarterback sweep. Mm -hmm. If your defensive end sets the edge, you actually lose yards on this play. But that's not what happened. It seemed like the Broncos conceded that they've lost the game, which they did. Like, like Coach Harbaugh said, there's no way you could score a touchdown and get 16 points. So the game was over. And who cares if that record means something to the Baltimore Ravens? That's their business. And, in a, and, and honestly, in a league full of throwing the football and, and passing yards and all these uh, quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes breaking all these yards, I think it's actually cool mm. to have an organization that rushed – 400 yards on 43 consecutive um, consecutive games. So I have no qualms about it, and I love Coach Harbaugh's answer. He stuck it right back to, I mean, to Coach Fangio. I have nothing to add. You just were so thorough in all of your points, so I'll just say the same thing. It's not high school. It's the NFL. If you don't like it, stop it, especially. Yeah. And I love Coach Fangio. And I love this record means nothing to me as a fan. It means nothing to him, probably. But John Harbaugh has a job there for a reason. He's been there for so long for a reason. He knows how to motivate his guys, encourage them, get the best out of them. I didn't care about their preseason thing that much either, but they did, and that's all that matters. Stop them. Um, you got KB. I'm out. Okay. Uh, there's, 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 there's something called etiquette in all sports, and that it doesn't. It's not all encompassing, but it is just the way you conduct yourself. If the Ravens really are motivated by this, and this is part of their identity. Fine. I'm not that pissed about it. John Harbaugh is a made guy. He mm -hmm. can do what he wants. He's not some young hot shot yeah. like Greg Schiano doing crazy stuff. <laughs> you know what I really don't like? Like, they didn't get the record. Like, this, I don't like ticky-tack nonsense mm. to get marks. Integrity of the record. Well, yeah, like, they didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And they ran some BS at the end when the Broncos were half committed. Like, all right, years ago, there was a guy on the Cleveland Cavs named Ricky Davis. <laughs> Triple-double. And he had one, it was one rebound short of a triple-double against the Jazz. up 25 points. They inbound the ball to this dude. He dribbles to his own basket, throws it off the basket, and gets the rebound. Jerry Sloan's going, what? <laughs> uh, I didn't even like, like, at the end of last year, remember when Brady was throwing all these shovel passes to yeah, Antonio Brown really to like get him incentives? Why do you like that? Well, he got him the money. If I, but it, like, it, it's not real football. Like, it, it's it's nonsense. It's ticky tack. Uh, it's like a player who's batting 300, and they remove him in the final at bat of the season so he can bat 300. That's not the sport. So I think the Broncos stopped him from this. I don't think the record continues. The record that none of us have heard about, none of us care about, and I think they it, it was kind of corny with it. So, so 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 taking a knee is part of football. I think it's part of the etiquette. I do. And I listen, it's Mike. Done 99% but not, but not of the time. running the football. I, 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 I get it. People do it. But that don't. But 
So do you think that everyone who takes a knee is they're playing it soft or coming up short? And no, just it's, just, it's just however they want to end the game, which right. is cool. I'm fine with however a team wants to end the game. But you can't just be okay with taking a knee and and not okay with running just a regular let me, play. Let me push it back. They didn't do though. a flea flick or anything. If you're they didn't try to score points. No, I, would, I would actually like that. <laughs> if you're on defense and you're expecting the knee and all of a sudden they're running this sweet play and a guy takes your legs out, is that not a player safety thing? No. It's you're in between the white lines. Right. As long as there's time and downs, you better be ready. And the Vic player safety. said twice he was expecting it. So if he's expecting it, so, yeah. and he you're said worried was, about player safety, put it in the second team. Put, put, oh, put in the second team, or how about just tell you guys, hey, this is a real play. Right. We got three seconds they left. They weren't expecting a knee. They were lined up to play. They exactly. weren't saying the player safety thing is just as, as fewer snaps as possible as we yeah. can put out there. Mm-hmm. Second team, third team, doesn't matter. Like, football is hard, it's violent. If we can take some of these snaps out and not change the outcome, maybe we should. Harbaugh's, obviously, <laughs> his sledgehammer line hey, is that, hey, you were That's throwing crazy. the ball with 10 seconds left, yeah. you had 16. If you wanted to, you could take in the knees. That, that, it goes both ways. All right, next topic. All right, let's stay in the AFC North. Okay. Because those same Broncos, Vic Fangio face the Steelers in Week 5, and the Steelers are in trouble right now. They're in sole possession of last place in the AFC North after the first four games of the season for the first time since 2013. Here is the comment, and this might shake sure, the table Sure, go for it. Here. What do you got, Peter? Pittsburgh should consider starting a different quarterback. <laughs> oh, God. Other than Ben Roethlisberger in Week 5 against the Broncos. Kyle, we started with Mike last time. We'll start with you. Are we in or are we out? I hear you. I, I get it. I don't think it's a crazy question. I, I can't bench the old war horse yet. Like, it's just... Too much equity. He's proven it over too many years. This is a home game. They're playing against Denver. Uh, if it's any other guy, I'm like, look, Ben, you don't have it. it maybe, maybe you can go to him. Do you want to play? Are you in? Because I know you're hurt out there, and it doesn't look like your head's in it. You want to take a couple weeks off, and we're going to go yeah. with, with Mason or, or Dwayne. But uh, I can't just do it on principle like he's any other player. He has spent the last 20 years extending plays, extending his career. I get the question. I'm not there yet. It's so true, but then that, it's that one and three record that that's really right. starts barking at you. It's desperation mode. They need to do and make the move that's going to honestly give them the best chance to win. He's not just performing poorly. He's dealing with an injury. We don't know how much that peck is affecting him. If the Broncos can bench Peyton Manning for Brock Osweiler because they're in, they in win-now mode, you have to consider all of your options to get out of the bottom of a very stout division. I'm, I'm saying absolutely be open to it, especially because of the injury to their quarterback. Yeah, um, I still think Ben Roethlisberger gives this team the best chance to win, at least right now. Um, I'm, I'm scared of possibly the message it sends to the locker room um, mm. if Mike Tomlin do, does that because Ben Roethlisberger is so you know mm-hmm. um, loved around that locker room. But this is and I'm and I'm just stay with me, guys. Yeah. This is the this is the reason why Green Bay drafted Jordan Love. Mm, interesting. Okay, yeah. they didn't want to be stuck. If Aaron Rodgers didn't win an MVP, if he was, you know, not playing well, stuck without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are in right now. Mm-hmm. You can say you like Mason Rudolph. You can say Dwayne Haskins is, a, you know, is a player, but he's just not there yet. At the end of the day, Ben Roethlisberger has played two years too long. And I don't care if he turns the season around after next week or whatever. You. He's played two years too long, and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have an answer at quarterback. So, yeah, they can go with another guy. They're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and if you put another guy out there again, Mike Tomlin, what are you saying to that locker room? What are you saying to T.J. Watt, who is risking? He's going through injuries. He's going right. out there and still getting sacked. Saying still putting over. his body out on the line. You're saying the season yeah. is over. Start you building. can't do that. Ben Roethlisberger has to be the quarterback as long as he can walk out there and play. Now, is he old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he should be retired? Yeah. 
but he's not. Okay, so put his butt out there as long as you're paying. Peter, you think they should think about it though? They should consider at some think point. Think about it at some point if you want to see the season. If, if they lose again, if they're one and four and then they're one and five, like let's see what we got in Haskins and Rudolph. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying here, but to your point, the Jordan Love, the Giants drafting Daniel Jones when Eli Manning was still yes. the starter. Like you yes. have a succession plan in place. <laughs> It's no surprise that Ben Roethlisberger is 38 years old. This didn't spring mm-hmm. up on them. And maybe they look at Haskins as that eventual succession plan. But those players and those teammates and those coaches would know if Haskins was lighting it up in practice. Exactly. And based on what we're hearing, mm-hmm. there's no real fire from within to, hey, we got to see Haskins. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's Ben's mm-hmm. job. I'm Will Salva with the news. And wide receiver Josh Gordon has not seen the field since 2019. But now with his new team, the Chiefs, He could be seeing some action against the Bills on Sunday night. Now, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid saying uh, he's going to play it by ear when it comes to Gordon playing this week. And that it depends on Gordon's comfort level with the offense. Now, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting Gordon has impressed his new team in practice, which could get him promoted to the active roster this week. Elsewhere, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor saying running back Joe Mixon is considered day-to-day as he deals with an ankle injury. But Taylor did add that Mixon is trending in the right direction to play, but will probably be limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday. And let's take back to last night's game where the Chargers got to Derek Carr for four sacks and seven quarterback hits. Carr held to just 196 passing yards after averaging 401 yards through the air during the first three games. The Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa saying it was all about putting pressure on Carr. I think we did a great job on both sides running and passing. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And, and you saw on, on CC's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. So... Um, Great dude, great player. He's been having a great year, but we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the with the crowded pocket. So uh, that was that was the key to it. Okay, so Bosa, as we mentioned, not holding back whatsoever. The fun thing here is that the Chargers and the Raiders will be facing each other again, but this time in Las Vegas. Case okay? so, Ooh. give me more, please. Yeah, juicy story. More of that one. I'd love to see. I'm still trying to get used to the fact that you know the Chargers are my little alt band that only I, me, and my close friends listen to, and now they're like big time, big stage. Justin Herbert, superstars. (laughs) Brandon Staley getting it done. I have to just let them, (laughs) let them live and let them thrive under general population and pop culture. So that's just. I'm still struggling with that. Let them be, as you say. Will love you. Talk to you in a bit. Hey, we got a big show. Will. James Bradbury on the program. We'll have Scott Pioli stop by Ooh. as well. But it's Tuesday. Okay. That's not Miracles. What is that? Lunis? I don't even know. I don't, is it? Spanish? Um, Martes? Martes. Martes, sure. Tuesday, which means it's time to put in your waiver claims for week five. So here are some guys I really think you should be putting in claims for today. Mike Robb looked them over. He likes a couple of them. I do. At quarterback... Sam Darnold. He's still owned in less than 20% of leagues. I get it, but you have to understand, people, he's a top five fantasy quarterback. 
The league leading five rushing touchdowns. Did you hear me? League leading. League leading. Your boy Josh Allen. Mm-mm. It's oh, Sam Darnold. Like that. That leads the league <laughs> in rushing touchdowns. I'm not saying this is going to continue. I'm not saying he's going to have 15 rushing touchdowns at the end. But this offense has been built to take advantage of his ability to run, and he has also thrown for 300 plus yards in three straight games. I think he will be a viable option all year in decent to good plus matchups. All right, at running back, how about Damian Williams with the Bears? David Montgomery suffered a knee injury on Sunday. Keep it here on NFL Network with Ian Rappaport on more on that throughout the week. But right now, there's optimism. You know, it won't be season-ending for DeMont, but I would still grab Damian. He'll get the vast majority of the workload. While Montgomery's on the mend, he looked great this weekend. He racked up 70 yards and a score on just 10 touches. That offensive line looked improved. They should only get better. The O-line? Yeah. yeah, the O-line looked a lot improved. He didn't play all last year. Laser, keep Gave calling him plays. Gave him some time to do something. <laughs> missed all last year. He looks great. Looks yeah. fresh. Wide receiver. Straits is chiming in with the approval. Game, all right. Jameson Crowder. Instant impact. So we didn't see him yet this season. He missed the first three games. He was banged up. And clearly, something's going on with him and Zach Wilson. They've got some sort of chemistry. He was a top 15 receiver in week four. He had seven grabs for 61 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. So I like him. See where it goes with Jamison Crowd. He's always a sneaky guy I like in fantasy, especially around this mark of the year. So another wideout that we love is A.J. Green. I'm not saying this is like, oh, he's going to win you your league. Huge ceiling for him. There's obviously tons of mouths to feed. I'm not saying he's the A.J. Green of years past, but he's consistent. They're always getting him involved week in, week out with this high-powered Cardinals offense. He's racked up double-digit fantasy points in each of the last three games. That's the kind of fly that's a very sexy fantasy yes, floor. It is. Let's go. I'm jumping, jumping to my waiver wire to get a chance to get a piece of Kyler Murray and what is going on in Arizona right now. Last but not least, Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney put up 125 yards on Sunday once Chicago opened up the passing game and gave Fields some time to throw it deep. We talked about this at length yesterday. Whoever the quarterback is, I think we're going to start to see Mooney more involved and more looks. First drive of the game, too. It's huge. (laughs) We all thought that he was going to come into this year and be this special thing downfield, and that looks like it's going to happen. So let's take a look at the full list. And you'll note here at the bottom, there's those guys that I just went sort of deeper on, but I also also wanted to put Dawson Knox on here. If we can take a look at that list, sure, let's do it. Boy, let's do it. Bad, All, right. All right, so we're at quarterback. We've got Sam Darnold. Then we've got the Damian Williams, Jamison Crowder, AJ Green, and I did want to put Dawson Knox. He scored four touchdowns already this year. At the tight end spot, you're hoping for 50 yards and a touchdown every week, and that's like a great week at the tight end spot. He's clearly involved. He's clearly getting love from Josh Allen and company. And then Kenneth Gainwell, Eagles. Baller. Yeah, he's, a, he's like a playmaker, yes, right? What do you yes. think? I love him because he, I know he wears 14 or 19. I think it's 14. They line him up in the backfield. He runs wide receiver routes. Yeah. They, they feature him in the passing game. He's pretty interesting. When you hear the word, the word dual, when you hear the word versatile, it does a lot of things. That's why it was like, get Patterson. Absolutely. Patterson, they're using him. They're figuring it out. Damn what happened in the past. Let it go. I know <laughs> Patterson's never worked out for you, but something like that. Or Kenneth Gainwell at 89 yards and a touchdown against KC. Go ahead and scoop these guys up. What do you Ga- think? Gainwell's so interesting. So he went to Memphis where okay. Antonio Gibson went, which is also the same kind of player, where Tony Pollard went, which is the same kind of player. Oh. They're, they're becoming this running back factory, and the way Gainwell is used, he wears 14. You think it's like a wide receiver, yeah. <laughs> but they, they line him up at wide receiver a lot, and they play him. So Kenneth Gainwell could be that X factor for the Eagles offense, who put up a lot of points against the Chiefs. That Memphis like football. Program. They're, they're coming, they're, along. They're coming along, man. I lo- uh, the Damian Williams thing's fascinating. Yeah. Because he goes away for a year. I think he was robbed of Super Bowl MVP by Mahomes. He comes back like almost masquerading in this weird Rex Grossman number eight. He doesn't. You can't even recognize him out there. And I like picking up Damian or Damian this week because. 
It also takes advantage of the lazy or stupid fantasy owner in your league who did not handcuff David Montgomery because they should have drafted him in the draft, but I bet they didn't, and I bet you can screw him. That's what you got to get. It's happened to me. Sounds like you're still angry about that Damian Williams MVP thing. I think they gave it to Mahomes because Mahomes. Damian Williams was their MVP that game. They didn't give it to him. Snap to Kyler. Short set. Moving to his right a little bit. Now throwing deep. Far side, and it's pulled in at the five-yard line by A.J. Green into the end zone for the touchdown. Snap to Kyler Murray. Three-step drop, lobs it deep middle in the end zone. Max Williams hangs on as he's hit. Touchdown. Takes the snap. Hand off Connor up the middle. Easily into the end zone for the touchdown. He hands it off to Connor, who runs up the middle, and Connor's into the end zone for the touchdown. James Connor with his second touchdown, 33-13 lead over L.A. All right, they're the last undefeated team. Are they the best team in the NFL? That's the question we posed to Dan Hansis in his Week 5 Power Rankings. We do this every week, always with a theme. Saw two bolts of lightning at SoFi Stadium last. Let's do it with a lightning theme. Our first division, the Grease Lightning Division. Shout out to the film Grease and the Houston Texans down at 32. The Lions at 31, looking in the bottom right corner. The Bears who beat them just two slots ahead. And the Eagles, Dolphins, Atlanta Falcons, and New York Jets. Let's go to the Lightning Bugs Division, a.k.a. Fireflies. Put them in a jar, a little grass in there, and they're dead in the morning. Upper left corner, Vikings lose, Titans lose, Saints lose, Steelers lose. This is kind of that middling division where they can't decide if they're good or they're not. Patriots ever been in the 20s? It's a good question for Dan Hansis, Peter. Stand by. Next, let's go to the Lightning McQueen division, the Piston Cup winner. Here we go. Carburetor County, shout out. All right, upper left corner, the Rams and the Browns. Rams coming off a loss, round up the top 10. And then the Mm -hmm. Raiders off a loss, Seattle, Niners, Panthers, Bengals, and Broncos. Let's get to the top eight. That is the Lightning Crashes division. Shout out to Ed Kowalczyk. Very loaded song, kind of a heavy one. one. Arizona, upper left, the best team in the NFL, according to Dan Hansis, the world champs number two. The Bills, after 40-0 blowout, go at three. Packers, Ravens, Cowboys, Chargers. Put some respect on the Bills' name. Arizona. I like that kind of – Dan, we're we're staggered right now. Let's bring you in. We're Mm -hmm. kind of blown away by your rankings. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling all right. Well, I'm shaken because your previous segment, you guys made all the cases in my own head why the Cardinals maybe shouldn't be number one. I did it anyway. It's too late to turn back. The Cardinals are the number one team in the NFL right now, week five. All right. Let's get into it, because you've been doing this for years. I can't imagine the Cardinals never sniffed the top three in the last few years, at least. Kyler Murray's great. Cliff Kingsbury winning, undefeated. What made you give them that coveted number one slot out of 32? Yeah, I mean, and to be honest with you, just to take you through my thought process, it was the Bills as I started kind of going through the games on Monday, and then I got to the Cardinals, rewatched that game, and it just felt to me like at this time where there's a bit of a vacuum where all the other contenders have one kind of gnarly week, the the only time the, the Cardinals had a bad week, they still found a way to win against the Vikings. They got some help, of course, but what we saw against the Rams, I thought, thought was just really uh, special the way they just beat up on LA on both sides of the ball on the road and it wasn't just Kyler Murray and I think that's been a theme so far this season that they're getting help it's not just hope Kyler do- does everything and give Nuke the ball 15 times throw it his way their running game was on fire they had 215 yards rushing 170 and two of those scores came from non-Kyler people it's just all clicking right now and a lot of credit has to go to Cliff Kingsbury because he's got this thing humming He certainly does. So you have the Rams then at nine, the Chargers ahead of them at seven after last night's AFC West showdown between the Raiders and the Chargers. They got the win, 28 to 14. What led to putting L.A. at the seventh spot? 
Yeah, another very impressive showing uh, by the Chargers. And Brandon Staley said it week after week after the game. Look at my guy. Look at my quarterback. He's the best guy on the field. And the thing about the Chargers is this is what they are when all the stars are healthy. When when you have Joey Bosa screaming off the edge, when you have Derwin James closing out games with interceptions, and then you have Austin pound for pound Eckler, what he's able to do with that offense is just take everything to the next level. And he dominated that game. So the Chargers are a team of stars. They also have been star-crossed, as we know, through the years. But right now they're not, and that's why they are as dangerous as any team. John Gruden has given them a lot of love after the game, and deservedly so. Dan, the Jets got their first win of the season Sunday against the Titans. I don't think it was a game many people expected them to win. But what did you learn about rookie quarterback Zach Wilson this weekend? Well, Rob, I never get to talk about the Jets on the power ranking. So this is nice. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we needed this. Jets Nation needed something. You don't need to win every week, but you want to be competitive. And most, most of all, the boy who shall lead us, Zach Wilson. You want him to do a few things that make you say, okay, this makes sense. This is why... Uh, They were so confident taking him at number two overall because he has this ability to make the off-platform plays. They said they wanted him to be boring after his four-interception meltdown against the Patriots. That's not who this guy is. He's going to keep his eyes downfield, and as long as the offensive line protects him, he's going to be able to do this kind of stuff. I think this is what everyone in that stadium at the Meadowlands needed, every Jet fan, and frankly, I'm sure Robert Sala needed him to show us that he can do special things, and he did it on Sunday. See the Sharon AFL ball? That's a footy. That is what it is. Australian rules football. We appreciate that. Um, Also appreciate what the Bills are doing up there in Buffalo. They play the Chiefs. Sunday night football. It's what we call a potential AFC championship preview. Did it last year. Both teams are coming off really impressive offensive performances. What do you think happens in this game? And what would you be concerned about if you're looking at this one? Well, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're worried that you just went through the fourth no-punt game in NFL history. They could never even get the Eagles punter on the field. And with the, the Bills getting things figured out on offense, I just wonder, like, sometimes when we, we all get excited, oh, this is going to be a track meet, what a shootout, and then it's 7-3 at halftime. I just don't see how that happens in this game because the Chiefs can't stop anybody. And the and the and the Chiefs are going to score on anybody. And I know the Bills have been a lot better on defense. They're coming off a shutout. They have two shutouts, but this is a different ball game with Mahomes uh, playing at the height of his powers. This feels like a total shootout. And yeah, I don't know how. Knock on wood, I don't know how this isn't the AFC Championship uh, preview coming up on Sunday night. We would all be into that. Be sure to check out NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer every Tuesday on NFL.com and in primetime Tuesdays on NFL Network. Dan, you finally stumped us. What is the album cover over your right shoulder? We can't figure it out. No one on the staff knows. Oh, come on. That's the police synchronicity. All-time classic. Ah, that's a classic. Wow. All right. Well, Dan, some of the fans are saying don't stand so close to them. But other than that, great job with the Power Rankings as always. You're the man. Thank you. Later, everybody. Thank you so much, Dan. We got James Bradley. Did you see him pick off Jason Hill? Baller. He is in a baller. In the third quarter. He yes, is. And he's, you know, what a comeback by them on Sunday. He was we on Angry James Runs, Bradbury too. That's one of those joining the breakfast table after the break. Did we said something to Kyle. That's an insightful thing. To yeah. Out. We got Jason. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring... Your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. First and goal, Giants at the six. Here in overtime. And they score a touchdown and end this with five minutes to go in OT. And off Saquon, slices right to the end zone and in for the touchdown and the Giants win in overtime. Saquon Barkley on a six-yard run. Yes, yes, yes. We're now joined by one of the top defensive backs in the game. He's a pro bowler with the second most tackles of any cornerback over the last five seasons. Please welcome to the virtual breakfast table a friend of the show, Giants cornerback James Bradbury. What's up, James? What's up, James? Thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for having me. Man, thank you for being on the show. Now, look, take us back to this past Sunday. You're trailing by 11 points midway through the fourth quarter. You're facing a Saints team with a crazy Super Bo- Superdome crowd, yet you scored the final 17 points to stun the New Orleans Saints in overtime. What did this comeback win reveal about the character of Big Blue? Uh, I think the character that we showed was that we're you know, willing to work hard. You know, we're going to keep fighting to the last second. Um, even if there's extra time on the clock, man, we're going to keep fighting. Uh, that's what we showed. James, the, the comeback was led by Daniel Jones, who without a doubt was... At his very best. He was without Sterling Shepard, without Darius Slayton, yet we see Kadarius Toney stepping up. We see John Ross stepping up. What'd that tell you about Daniel Jones, the leader? And what, that, what should that tell the rest of us as you guys have it there in the locker room every single day? Uh, we have the uh, next man up mentality. 
Uh, we have a lot of playmakers on our team, especially on our offense and the receiver room. Um, and Daniel knows how to utilize those guys. And I think he did that well on Sunday. Uh, I'm glad to have him. I'm glad he put on for the, uh, for the New York Guns that did. He really did. And James, full disclosure, earlier in the program, we did a segment where we highlighted a touchdown run by Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. It was a really impressive run. It was a lot of broken tackles and spinning, and you were a small accessory to that run. (laughs) However, later in the game, guess who picked off Taysom Hill? You, my friend, in the third quarter, you got him. This was a huge momentum swing. Tell us about the ups and downs of this game, please, and what did this particular play mean to you and the defense? Oh, yeah, that's the NFL, man. You're going to have some bad plays, but you got to always uh, be able to bounce back and have some good plays. You know, you got to have a reset mentality as a DB. Uh, you're going to have some plays where you mess up. Uh, but that play right there, we needed it, and I felt like I was – I'm just glad I was able to put myself in position to make a player for our team, and uh, glad I came down with it. This was a really fun game. Congrats to you. So much success to the bounce back, all of it. But this was the most intense coin toss situation <laughs> I have ever seen in my life, and I've watched a lot. We just have, I have to get your take on this. It's Jabril Peppers. He goes out there. He goes viral. Your team wins the coin toss overtime. Of course, it's important. Offense, first score. We all get it. But he is out there saying words I cannot repeat on the morning show on national, like on cable television. We cannot say this. This Look was. At a- him. An awesome yes. moment. <laughs> Two safeties. <laughs> Jabril did this. It was awesome. So I ask you, James, what does this say about the confidence and the attitude that this team has right now, even after a rough start to the season? This was amazing. Uh, I mean, we were very confident in our offense to go down there and uh, score. They had been playing well all day. But, uh, I mean, that's tough 24-7. You never know what to expect from them, but you know it's going to always involve some energy. And that's what he brings to us. James, earlier in the show, uh, Kyle talked about the Cowboys' defense and Trayvon Diggs, a second-year corner, who leads the NFL with five interceptions. You're a fellow cornerback. You've been to Pro Bowls. Two picks yourself. Let me ask you, as you guys square off against the Cowboys, what are your early impressions of number seven on the other team? What do you think of Trayvon Diggs and his fast start to the season? Uh, I'm really impressed. Uh, anytime you can uh, get a pick in every game, um, you got to pat yourself on the back, man, as a DB, because it's hard to get interceptions in this league. Uh, but I noticed his skill set last year. I noticed that he had great ball skills. Um, and I noticed he was an uh, athletic guy. So I'm not surprised by his fast start, man. I'm really impressed. James, thank you for joining us this morning. Good luck this weekend. Keep doing your thing, man. We're go- I'm, I'm going to try to keep you off angry runs again. Uh, uh, as a bystander, it it's all good. It happens. Great job. Cool. Good luck this I'm weekend, brother. Appreciate you. I'm going to talk a bit, <laughs> man. I got to be better. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We love seeing you. Good luck. I love that hat. James Bradbury stopping by and smiling at Jabril Preppers during Good Morning Football. Love that. Love the visit. Let's bring in Will Selva. Always smiling on the West Coast, even when we're not talking about the Niners. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm always going to maintain this same smile. But can we talk about that coin flip mm-hmm. again? How awesome was that? So you see Jabril Peppers. <laughs> so good. Two safeties. Again, they're in midfield. 
That was fantastic theater. Loved it. And congratulations to the Giants on a terrific win in overtime. Meanwhile, let's put our focus now on Kansas City. They have wide receiver Josh Gordon now on the roster, and he hasn't played in the NFL since 2019. And he actually could be seeing some time when his new team, the Chiefs, take on the Bills on Sunday night. Now, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid did say that he's playing it by ear when it comes to Gordon playing this week and that it depends on Gordon's comfort level with the offense. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting Gordon has impressed his new team in practice, which could get him promoted to the active roster this week. Wow, more bad luck for Dolphins wide receiver Will Fuller. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting Fuller suffering a broken finger Sunday against the Colts and is considered week-to-week. Fuller missing the first two games of the season due to a personal matter. Now, we are used to seeing Rams corner Jalen Ramsey chatting it up with opposing wide receivers. But recently, as part of Crucial Catch, he actually had a chance to chat up an 11-year-old. An 11-year-old by the name of Silas Hoffman, who is a very big Jalen Ramsey fan and who also happens to be battling cancer. What's up, man? I don't know what to say. <laughs> You don't gotta say anything, man. What's up? This is good to meet you on Zoom, man. I know it's just Zoom, but one day we'll meet in person. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'll be awesome, right? Have you already gotten the jersey? I I, I signed the jersey for oh you. My God. Yeah, yeah, get the jersey from Rampage. That's awesome. That's so cool. That is so. You keep fighting, man, and we right here and we got your back. All right. Thank you. Of course, thank you, man. Very cool moment there throughout this piece, which, of course, you could see on the Rams YouTube channel. Ramsey also saying that the next interception ball that he gets, that will be given to Mr. Silas Hoffman. Just know we are pulling for you. Great stuff from the Rams and Jalen Ramsey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 